You have just been invaded by... Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. It's Slopes Cast time. Grizzly. Do you want to give us a little rundown on our topics tonight? And do. So this week we have Sonic Music and many more appearing at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. The last games for the Vita uh, being released, last six in total. Um, the We found some new footage for Earthbound 64 uh, from 1997, so long lost. Um, a cancelled Ocarina of Time sequel. Um, details have been released um, Dead Space returns and plenty more to talk about from EA Play and Pico Interactive released some forgotten gems on the Jaguar N64 and more and also there happens to be a secret topic so Ooh, did you say secret topic? I, I did Ooh. I did Very it's secret. almost topic. like we had a uh... Our template only allows for up to six topics, but we've got seven. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? We went from four topics to five topics, then six, then seven. Oh, God. You've been spoiled. Absolutely, they're being spoiled. They don't know what they're... Uh, they don't know how lucky they've got it. They really don't. They really don't. Just like me, when I heard, oh, Sonic the Hedgehog music in the Olympics opening ceremony. There was other music, too, if you care. But my God, let me just play the music. Um, I, I can't play the music that was actually played at the thing, but I can play the original music, uh, the original Sonic the Hedgehog music, which was Starlight Zone. Now, they could have gone with... Yes. Ah, oh, so good. They could have gone with um, a more obvious original spring, uh, um, uh, one of the first level Sonics and one, two or three or whatever it may be. Well, definitely, you wouldn't be hearing Sonic 3 music at the Olympics. Can you imagine the curveball that would be to yeah. talk about? But... Uh, this is a great one to go with. This is a great one to go with. And, um, oh, how good is this? I mean, I haven't really got much else to say. Do you want to give a rundown on all of the other um, uh, uh, ones that are yeah. in there? That they... So it's it's quite significant to hear a Sonic track when you think of, a, of what else was mm. played. So there was a total of 14 video game songs played uh, throughout the Olympics opening ceremony including uh, the likes of music from Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy, Monster Hunter, Ace Combat. That's yeah. a weird one. Weird, weird choice. Winning 11 for football. I suppose oh, that they're, makes they're, sense. They're really into uh, the Kingdom 11, Hearts. They, in, in Japan. Yeah. They are, yeah. Kingdom Hearts, Nier, uh, Soul Calibur, and the, the Tales of series um, were the, the, biggest, the biggest ones. But I... I just love the fact that um video game music just hit 
the big time in terms of i know we t- we talk about video game music and you know talked about it in past how it's becoming more um more noticed i mean with things like video games live but you got to you got to understand that the olympics is seen by yeah. millions yeah. of people and they've they've all now heard like sonic starlight zone <laughs> probably awakening some nostalgia or uh, in some cases some people might have heard it for the first yeah. time that's great uh, so many people out there guaranteed the the, the the vast majority of people out there would not realize that this is um uh video game music it's just it's just beautiful yeah. background music and uh for those out there that do eventually find out that this is video game music uh and and video game music not 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 in every instance but especially in this sonic the hedgehog instance um it, it goes to prove that this is just this there is a lot more to video game music even back then back in the 16-bit era days uh, than just bleeps and bloops put together to make a melody. This is fantastic, everlasting mm. music that deserves to be up there with uh, uh, some of the greats. And uh, oh, it's been a good, it's been a good Olympics. I haven't followed it heavily, heavily. Um, uh, as in, it's been good in regards to the medals that the UK have won. I think we've done quite well ourselves. I know America are in the top three, I believe. I think Japan are, are pulling it in as well. They're doing quite well. And I believe China uh, may be in first place. It's between China and, and America who are actually winning uh, at this point in time. Um, being that they have the biggest landmass, I, I would expect no different. Um, but I, I'm very proud of uh, Britain, especially. I think it was... I'm going to butcher. I, I, I might be getting it wrong. I think it was Tom Daly that's finally got his gold in 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 um, diving. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's regardless. I'm, I'm yeah. going a bit off topic for a retro gaming po- uh, podcast. Still, it's very nice to hear video game music at an opening ceremony. It, it's a shame that the uh, stadiums are not able to be filled up um, due to obvious reasons. Um, but um, yes, it's being heard by people all around the world, and that is obviously. I say it on. All the podcasts, every time I, I, I'm, I'm getting to the end of a segment, it's nothing but a good thing. <laughs> Definitely. And just just while we continue with this topic, um, I just wanted to ask a question to everyone in the chat. Uh, anyone watching on YouTube when this goes up or listening away mm-hmm. on the podcast and just wants to give their two cents on Twitter or Facebook, what would be your choice for the opening ceremony of Olympic Games, considering we're talking about the 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 heritage that is japanese video game culture i think there's a lot of choices out there that people would pick from i think sonic the hedgehog would have definitely featured in my list that's for sure starlight zone is a great choice i i don't know if i could have beaten that to be fair it's it's a nice melody isn't it and it works with what they're trying to do i mean there's more iconic music out there like you know that's um uh, a chemical plant and whatever else but it would give off a different tone and this is just it works. It works. What what I found really weird is because when the uh, when they announced that Tokyo had the 2020 Olympic Games back in Rio, the Japanese president came out dressed as Mario. However, they didn't have any Mario music in the opening yeah, ceremony. Sure. I don't think they even referenced him. So I find it really bizarre that, you know, through that fanfare, through that iconic announcement that there was no reference to Mario at all. Maybe it's because of Sega's influence on the, the the Olympic game itself, which is currently on PlayStation now. Um, I'm just I'm just really surprised that there's there's been no real Mario uh, you know call out. You know, considering it's probably their biggest yeah, export. Yeah, it's, it's it's an odd one. Um, but uh, 
Nintendo are absurdly protective of their IP, as they should be, but at the same time, perhaps a little bit too much. Um, uh, at the same time, that may be the reason why it gets so much of its value. Uh, maybe that's got something to do with it. I, I just always remember back when uh, Wreck-It Ralph came out, and it's got the, the, the most popular video game characters of all time in that, uh, uh, in, in, in that movie, but Mario's not in it. And it's like, what? What's going on? Yeah. I mean, and obviously, you know, still they had Bowser in there, but it's just, it's so strange. There's a lot of things that Nintendo miss out on, and it, it, it baffles my mind as to why, because there's no reason. Arguably, the most popular video game characters of all time, and not just Mario. We're talking that uh, if they chucked in a little bit of Pokemon music in the same vein that they've done with this spring, that would have worked yes, perfectly. Yes, like the the traditional Pokemon like stadium music, the da 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 da. I thought that would have yes. been quite cool. Don't get me wrong, I'm a hardcore, I'm a hardcore Sonic fan, so I'm always going to choose this. But almost that should have been in there over it, maybe because it would have been perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like the the Hyrule field. Yeah, I'm seeing yeah. as a suggestion here from like from Ocarina of Time. Yeah, that would have been a good shout, I think. And then I'm also seeing some people suggest Castlevania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some great, great tunes in Castlevania series. Of course, I don't know if they were trying to go for thematically appropriate or not, but maybe you know the, the fear of vampires would make the runners go a bit quicker. I know one way to lose uh, a fan base is to, to to big up mobile games, but one mobile game that I play most nights that I'm absolutely addicted to <laughs> is this one right here uh oh, i'll bring the camera over here so it's called puzzle uh i'm reading it backwards pixel puzzle collection um and it's it's essentially just Picross. that's all it is but it's Picross created by uh we're getting it right konami and um yeah you, you you basically get to draw like bomberman characters in Picross form and and god knows whatever else and and uh yeah you get to listen to castlevania music all the way through it and contra music all the way through it. and because i've done those complete histories i'm like those those get those those that music is so ingrained in my head because i used it so much in the video obviously and uh yeah i would love to have heard a bit of a classic konami bit of street fire street fire music in there you, do you know what's what was a big missed opportunity oh. track and field absolutely Luke. surely there's something they could have done with track and definitely, field definitely but uh i as much as I love Sonic, I feel like I feel like you hit the nail on the head there with a bit of uh, Pokemon Stadium or potentially a snippet of Smash Brothers. You know, <laughs> it'd be oh yeah, there's a lot of great suggestions. I'm seeing Double Dragon, uh, the one that won my poll, my stupid poll. <laughs> um uh, the results <laughs> showed that people wanted Sonic too. Uh, crazily enough, no one no one voted for Sonic Labyrinth. Uh, yeah, a bit strange strange um but yeah yeah yeah. i mean there's a lot of great ones there uh legends of zelda um uh mass effect one uh, 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 uh is that japanese is that a japanese game i don't believe it is no no nah, West, yeah. western rpg but you know that let's let's open yeah. it up slightly you know just video game music in general <laughs> but um as i always say nothing but a good thing nothing but a good thing nothing but a good thing so um to hear it. amazing to amazing it. anyway anyway very nice very nice uh if you haven't checked it out Check it out. Go and check it out. Moving over to topic number two, which is a little bit more, uh, going to get you a little bit more deflated, unfortunately. Uh, yes. Yeah. We're going to be chatting about PS Beta. All good things come to an end, they do unfortunately. Indeed. They do indeed. 
And the PS Vita is an awesome, awesome little handheld. Um, arguably the best handheld, uh, in my opinion. Um, uh, right up there. You know, maybe if you called the Switch a handheld, it definitely wouldn't be. But it's right up there with, with the Game Boy Advances and all that sort of stuff. It's one of the greatest. Uh, definitely the most underappreciated, probably of all time. Um, it's the OG Switch OLED. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So the PS Vita has received its last new game releases today sony has closed submissions for the handheld and uh yeah there's going to be six games uh of the final uh for the final games for the ps vita um i'm just going to quickly show you some footage right now for a game called russian subway dogs which um is a little two dollar 99 game <laughs> which uh actually looks quite fun uh, it looks like one of those like little addictive indie type games where you're the uh, dogs in the Russian subway, um, collecting food, getting given missions from some weird cat. Um, it, it, it's a silly little 2D, uh, uh, half platformy, collector funny type game. And yeah, it looks fun. It's a great way. I, I think it's not a bad way to end. Uh, not every game of the six looks all that good, if I'm going to be honest. I don't want to knock down indie developers that put their heart and soul into it, but I don't think Ultra Mission exclusive looks all that if i'm honest obviously taking a lot of its inspiration from robotron um but yeah there's, there's another four games coming out as well but regardless the, the, the big story here is yes the end of vita's new games is here well the homebrew community are going to probably make games just as good as yeah this, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's it's definitely not leaving on a bang it's leaving on a bit of a whimper but um it's it's good that i i feel like it was good to uh bring attention to this because indie developers have been living off the vita um and now they've lost you know an avenue for sales and unfortunately it doesn't just stretch to the likes of games being released um as of july 20th no further digital content um will be released on the vita and that includes updates or anything yeah. like that so it truly is the end um of course, you'll you'll still probably get limited run releases. In fact, we saw a bit of a teaser for potentially Super Meat Boy coming up, but we don't know too for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a shame to see because the Vita is a great handheld, and, and the biggest problem it had was with support. And I don't think I think if anything proves that more so than anything, it was Sony's recent attitude to um, you know removing the store entirely until, of course, that that decision was reversed when people kicked up a fuss so the store is still going to be available but these are the very last games that you'll see yep. available for the thing and i just saw that the this is fine dog in the trailer huh okay <laughs> it's it's um you know uh, it, it's eventually going to happen you know it's uh it's, it was only yeah. a matter of time um and Due to the due to them recently announcing this and then everyone kicking off, uh, they, they they pushed it back slightly. But I honestly not exactly surprised. Uh, I mean, it was it's a love system, but it's very much a love system retrospectively to a very niche group of people. Um, it is a great system. Um, it just didn't get the love it needed during its life, um, and uh, because of that, like I say, it's very much now loved by a niche group of people. Uh, too late uh unfortunately and um it's definitely going to be um one of uh sony's uh harder consoles to be able to collect for um 
and one that most people will want to collect for because uh, it's like I say it's a great little system um yeah all, all, all good things must come to an end and it's the end it's the end and unfortunately it's not going to end oh, okay. there <laughs> um well it, it, it is it is for the Vita uh but we are also seeing the very same thing going to be happening next month to the Wii U okay. um so all submissions will be finalized and there will be no more Wii U games for all the five people that still care for all those Kickstarters that are overdue that promised that their game would also come out on the Wii U. Will it though? Will it though? Yeah, it's not, it's not looking likely. Has yeah. anyone in the um, uh, homebrew community, maybe someone in the chat could find out, um, actually, because I know that there, were, there was, the, the Wii U had uh, the potential to be able to connect together two Wii U controllers. Um, and uh, <laughs> obviously they never took advantage of that. Um, and it's understandable why. That's where the majority of the money went to went when you bought one. <laughs> So no one's going to be buying another one of them. But um, yeah, I'd just be interested if someone, anyone ever did that in the homebrew community. Uh, I'd be interested. I'd be interested. You technically have a free screen system then, wouldn't you? Anyway, anyway, moving on. Yeah. Let's keep it, uh, let's keep it with Nintendo as we were chatting about the Wii U there. Let's chat about. Is it secret topic time? We're talking about the secret topic at the end. Oh, okay, okay. All yeah. oh, right, okay, okay. I'll, I'll yeah. check back in a moment. <laughs> okay. Earthbound 64. <laughs> Yes, I, I Earthbound. Earthbound. But hey, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. It's always a bit of a thing. Like Mother free or something? Yeah. So um, I know very little about Earthbound, <laughs> so I apologize to any hardcore fans out there who are about to wince at what mm -hmm. I'm about to say. But uh, one of the things I do like, um, I, I love watching playthroughs of Earthbound on, on Super Nintendo because the game itself is super imaginative. It is. Um some of the greatest music on the Super Nintendo. And that is, you know, as much as I love like my Mega Drive and what have you, SNES really had that down. Oh, pat. But yeah. the Earth, Earthbound sounded great. It looked great. It had a great story. Super weird. Um, but yeah, uh, it's one of those series that never really like got much love outside of the, the Eastern audience. And even then, uh, for the, us people in the UK, we didn't get, a native copy of Earthbound on the Super yeah. Nintendo. It was all American and what have you. So we didn't really know about it until the likes of YouTube came along and said, have you yeah, played this game? Because... Yeah. Um, so that's one of the positive things, I think. Um, but yeah, Earthbound 64 was a bit of an enigma. I remember it being announced back in 1997, uh, which is where this footage comes from. It's only about 25 seconds long. You don't see much. You see a bit of like uh, background uh, storytelling, uh, some, a bit of world building, a bit of the combat gameplay. Um, not much to see at all. Um, but what I do like is the story behind behind Earthbound 64. So it was cancelled shortly after this show, uh, simply because the developers were having such difficulty getting the 3D graphics to really work and the people were pulled off the likes of pokemon stadium so that they can try and make this game and nintendo at the time had a quite strict uh approval policy normally you would have to build like an early pitch even if you were an internal studio and deliver it to nintendo to say this is what we think for a game uh for, for us to make a game and that you would have to go through like a, an early pitch earthbound skipped all of that so it was considered a dead cert that it was going to do somewhat well it's just a shame that they never really got to that point um 
uh, just reading a couple of quotes from the Wikipedia about Shigesato Itoi, the gentleman behind the series. Um, he was just just having difficulty getting it to work, really. Um, about 30% of the game was playable. About 60% of the game was uh, programmed. And um, a full script <clears throat> was designed before the game was cancelled. So what that tells me, and even alluded into the Wikipedia article, is that the footage that you see on the screen right now actually exists on a playable code somewhere. So what I like about this is that you might still see more I think in the it's future. Likely. It might I think it's come likely. out. The amount of times, we, yeah. you know, the giga leaks that happen, it's going to happen eventually. Um, I'd like to hope. I mean, again, I'm not bothered. I mean, I, I haven't really got anything to add to this. I, 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 I've got no interest in this series, but <laughs> it's, this, it's good. Yeah, this this one's this one's mostly for like the 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 budding Nintendo historians out there, and I know that there's plenty of them who are itching to see more about this game because it is an enigma. Um, the N64, uh, the 64 DD release yeah. at one point. Um, I know I would have liked to have seen it. I think I don't know if it's something I would have played back in the day, but it's the kind of game I would have gone back to and gone, or or it would have been one of those really stupidly expensive releases because Earthbound games tend to be. Um, but yeah, it's 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 neat, and I love to see games that didn't really get much of an you know didn't get a release uh just finally getting their footage mm. shown and the hard work that went into it actually being like shown yeah, publicly sure, somewhere sure. so and yeah um nothing but a good thing but hopefully it gets better and hopefully they um uh, actually uh we, we actually get to see it one day because uh like i said i'm not the biggest fan and 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 chef matic puts you right there you've got to be an rpg and nintendo fan to care about this um and uh, yeah i am a nintendo fan but uh -huh. definitely not an rpg fan regardless there's a lot of people out there that would love to get their hands on this and i would love to see people get their hands on this so i could watch them play it uh so cool 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 um um keeping it in nintendo 64 let's chat about the ocarina of time which many believe is a pretty good game i mean it's, it's all right i've heard i'm a big fan gotta say uh i'm one of those i'm one of those easy marks you know uh ocarina of time i feel uh, even though it's still considered the highest rated game of all time on Metacritic, I'm actually inclined to believe, um, sit alongside that hype and go, yeah, you know what? It, it, it's pretty well-deserving. Well it's, it's a great title. And Dan, how dare you? You need to, you need to try it some more. I've tried more. it. I've tried it. I, <laughs> you know, it, it will be a stream one day. It will be a stream one day, uh, a multiple part stream. Cause I know it's, it, is one that's worthy of a multiple part stream. I've tried, and I got fairly far into the 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 3ds. I think what doesn't help it for me before we get into the news of this particular topic for me personally, um, it's got so much hype around it. It has so much hype around it. Like you say, the greatest game of all time. Um, but sometimes games are worth that. I, you know, I heard that about a game called Half Life Two, and let me give that a go. Whoa, that's a yeah. good game. That's a good game, and I, I, I yeah, okay, that's deserving. And then I played. Um, Zelda, um, and I, I have played other action RPGs before, and I've very much enjoyed them. Um, but I remember just like, God yeah. damn it, this is long. My God, this is long. And then people just like kept going on, and like, this, I, I, I was actually on a work trip holiday back when I had a, a, a nine to five outside of the world of YouTube, and I got I went to um, 
where did I go? I went to Turkey or somewhere. I can't remember where it was. Somewhere like that. And we was in like this mental uh, shag pad house sort of place. Really beautiful place. And um, I had just got a 3DS. And I was like, this is finally it. I'm going to be playing uh, Legends of Zelda, uh, Ocarina of Time. And I bought that 3DS remake version. So that would be a good way to, to, to enjoy it and to soak myself in. And, and I was playing it. And... The guy, I just guy, just keep coming over, and he just kept saying, "Oh, you, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. You're gonna love it so much." And then I remember he goes, "Whereabouts are you?" And I went, "Mate, I think I've nearly completed it, and I bloody hope I have." Like, because I was, it was so mediocre to me, and I was like, "I think I've nearly completed it." So, so Link's just just grown up into like some teenager or an adult or something. He says, "Oh, mate, you're only about halfway through the game." And I was like, "You know what? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I can't play this anymore." And I was just. I had to put it down and I've tried a couple of other times, but I've not got that far. And I was like, you know, I just don't care about it. Um, there are other Zelda games um, that I've enjoyed more in the 3d space. Uh, Twilight princess. I preferred um, what was the yeah, Majora's um, mask. I preferred if, if any mask, game I... trumps Ocarina of time, it'd be Majora's mask to me um, because I absolutely love that game. Yeah. I've got like the special 3ds. So I've got a little pin. I'm showing up. I've got a little pin for that one. And I really enjoyed that. Um, uh, I'll tell you what, though. No one says this. My favorite Zelda, again, I've only played a few, but my favorite Zelda is the Phantom Hourglass. I really enjoy Controversial. The uh, DS one. I know, I know. But again, like, what am I comparing it to? I've never played the SNES original. So, you know, like there's, and, and the original NES, I've played a little bit. I think I definitely passed my time now. But um, yeah, the one I've enjoyed the most and completed it to completion without having to force myself to continue on. Um, is uh, yeah, Phantom Hourglass. I bloody love that one. Anyway, um, Vikeko, did anyone ever play Skyward Sword on the Switch? Uh, I had friends that did, and even they were like, "Bloody <laughs> hell, this one goes on a bit." Um, that's that's the Marmite game of the 3D games. If I'm it's thinking. definitely the Black Sheep. Yeah, uh, it doesn't help that they tried to shoehorn motion controls into a series which didn't really need them in the first place. But it, yeah, it's it's one of those ones. It's it's a if you like it, you like it. If you don't, then it's the Switch version isn't going to change that opinion. I, honestly, I'm one of these people that didn't realise until after the N64 period that Zelda isn't the main guy. Because I just never played the games before that. Like, why would I know? Why would I know that? So it was actually when I went to a com conference and there was like that, that funny T-shirt of uh, Link holding a sign that says, I'm not Zelda. I was like, is he not? Like, I just don't. I didn't know anything. I'd never owned a Nintendo system before then, and I'd never played one of those games. So, like, I think, um, I think what it is with the uh, Ocarina of Time. I know we're going with we're off topic, but we will get there. I promise. Um, I think what got me about I'm going to eat this marshmallow while you I talk it. about yeah, Ocarina of Time. My time to shine. Um, when it comes to Ocarina <laughs> of Time, I wasn't really much of an RPG gamer. I, I mean, we said earlier about Earthbound. <laughs> Okay, um, for those not um, for Sorry. those though not watching the video on the screen, uh, Dan is eating a rather large marshmallow and is trying to distract me by giving me the evil eye. Um, but yeah, I wasn't much of an RPG gamer. Uh, you didn't get access to many of those here in the UK, um, and you basically had JRPGs, which were mostly turn-based. So the Legend of Zelda was, you know, something I didn't really play on. Uh, or you didn't really have access to and then ocarina of time came along and then i just thought i'd give it a go you know i, I found it second hand around the time it was released for like 15 quid it was like a match made in heaven played it um felt it was going on a bit too long um just like dan and um 
But I, th- I think something kind of flipped. It felt like an adventure because everyone gets to that point in Ocarina of Time for the first time when you get the three stones at the beginning. Get to the Temple of Time and then you realise that, hang on, I thought I was about to complete this game and now it's going to keep going. And next thing you know, it, you're doing seven more dungeons or what have you. So it's, I don't know, it's something about it. It just got me and then I think I played it solidly for those two for those two weeks, I got completely drawn into the world, the music, the characters, everything. It was just brilliant all the way through, um, up until that final final moments. And I'm guessing, yeah, yeah, I think Dan, Dan's getting a bit bored. So let's get back to the topic about um, what this uh, what this topic was about. So what has been discovered recently is some more concept art from. Um, a potential sequel to Ocarina of Time. See, there was a purpose. Well, actually, I've, I've, I've looked into this a little bit. I believe the concept art was discovered about... Um, that's it right. was shared about a year ago, but it was just more proof has... Yes, so that's right. So, Retro Studio, the guys behind who did the Metroid Prime trilogy, uh, also worked on Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze and other titles for Nintendo. They were originally drafted in to do a sequel um to zelda ocarina of time but this time based on Sheik, uh which is uh spoiler alert zelda in ocarina of time and um it was going to be more of an action focused title i'm guessing similar to something that you would get like devil may cry i mean all we got is rough outline details and uh some concept art but it's just one of those cool things uh I'd, i would love to see if there was any early builds of this at some point but Apparently, it was shut down fairly early into development. Um, so it was around 2006, it's saying here. And that was around the time that we had Metroid Prime 3 come out. And a lot of the talent, or a lot of the developers and pub- the guys at the top were leaving Retro Studios to pursue other things. So um, when they went, of course, the development pretty much halted at that time, which is a shame. I think a lot of people would have liked to have seen this. Yeah, I reckon so. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to reply to uh, Sir Clown Dad, who said at least we got um, Link's crossbow training yes. in the end. And I love that game. I was all about that. <laughs> I really like that. And I like the Zelda um, little section. Not that I can remember it off the top of my head right now, but I like the Zelda section that was in um, uh, Nintendo Land on the Wii U as well. That was fun. And I've got Hyrule Warriors, which I'm yet to play, actually. I bought that for the Switch forever ago. Yeah, I, I like the um, uh, the, the Warrior games. What were they called? The, uh, the, the, the Dynasty Warrior I type games, like yeah. Muso, I believe the uh, the term is. But uh, when it comes to like Zelda spin-offs, um, it's one of the better ones, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah, that, that, that's the one that came with the uh, little peripheral. Um, uh, to put, you know, you put your Wii gun on top and the nunchuck, you slot it on the back. And, you know, I thought, oh, this is cool for this one game. But like, no, I actually played through the original Metroid again on the Wii using the crossbow like yeah. uh, uh, peripheral. And it played beautifully. And I'm like, you know what? This might be the way to play first-person shooters. I remember like, playing I the so Wii good. versions of Call of Duty with that thing. And it was like, it was designed to yeah. do, to use that. And it was really good. Yeah, 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 for sure. Actually, I bought, a, I bought a Zelda game not long ago. Would you oh, believe which, it? I'm, I'm very on. curious to see which one he's actually got, I, whether it's Skyward Sword or not. But, um, yeah. Um, I've taken the, the Cellophane off it because you have to take the Cellophane off games. 
Um, this is just me like taking over the podcast. All the news. No, no, it's, to, it's cool. You know, I've 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 thrown <laughs> Earthbound at you this this week. I've thrown Zelda at you this week. I've I've purposefully done it so you know Dan feels like he's you know sitting on a kryptonite bar or something. <laughs> right up there, right up there. So you've got uh, Zelda Triforce Heroes. Uh, I bought this recently because it was uh, two ninety nine or something from brand new from Argos. They were oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they had a big sale on recently, didn't they? Yeah, I got that and Hey Pikmin and a Code Name Steam and a few other ones, I think. But yeah, well, we're we're gold. No, no, I already had that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Hey Pikmin, right? Anyway, is there was there anything else to say? Uh, no, no, no. I think that, that I think that's about it. But yeah thought it was interesting some great concept art out there uh some great details and definitely check out check it out so you could have seen what you could have won um fingers crossed we'll see something like this in the future i think i'd rather take the microwave anyway moving on um so ea did one of those like directy thingies fair play to nintendo for being there first now everyone references it like a direct like you know EA doing their own light direct. Fair play to them. They've, got, they've done the whole iPhone thing there, didn't they? Where everyone's, um, when you'd go on a plane, it's like put away your mobile phones and iPhones. Like it was actually like, uh, 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 like the way Nintendo said, you know, it wasn't, you wasn't, you didn't buy a Nintendo entertainment system. You were playing Nintendo. And everyone just referred to gaming as Nintendo in America at that time. Yeah. But yeah, all the un, 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 uneducated parents would at least. But anyway, yes, EA have just done a thing, a direct thing. And um, they announced um, quite a few quality things, actually. Um, some, you know, a little bit mediocre, but there's always going to be that, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you you got your typical EA fare. I mean, you know what to expect when EA does E3. Uh, this is essentially yeah, their E3 absolutely. Let's, showcase. Let's, let's run through in order what they showed off. Um, firstly, they showed off this, uh, which is just about to show up on here. This is a little bit odd. Um, so there's a lot of fans out there of Grid. Um, uh, I used to live with someone, actually, that was a big, big fan of the Grid series. Uh, Codemasters games. Well, they're high-profitable games series, if I'm not mistaken. So it's gone a little bit, dare I say it, Command & Conquer. Not in the sense of its gameplay, but in the sense of its cheesy cutscenes with real-world actors in between the gameplay. And that's what they seem to be doing here. There seems to be a bit of a... a, a dare I say a sitcom drama style storyline that goes in between um, these silly over-the-top characters um, injected into the world of the of grid racing. And um, I mean, when, it, when, it, when a driving series gets to a certain point, like what else can we do with it? I don't think this is the worst idea. I'm, I'm kind of for it. I'm not really the biggest fan of grid myself, yeah. but I'm kind of for it. I've, I'm, I'm okay with this. Um, I thought it was quite silly and fun. I quite like. I thought it's. Uh, I thought it's quite interesting because it's kind of going full circle because the likes of EA and the British, um, the British video game developers were always going up against each other back in the nineties, and now Codemasters, one of the last bastions for British game development, have now joined EA's ranks. Yeah. Um, but I will say, Grid, uh, good, good little series. Uh, we're going to likely see some of the dirt series coming through ea as well mm -hmm. um these guys do racing games and they do they've done them very well for years and years and years so i can imagine this would be quite good yeah, absolutely absolutely unfortunately sir clown dad in the chat i have not seen tim curry in this um 
but you know, Tim Curry in space is something that should definitely be injected into all future EA releases. All the wilderness girls. Um, <laughs> I'm not seeing it in this particular one. Um, I, I say it a lot whenever we watch these sort of things. Not for me, but yes, it's a good one that's coming out, um, and um, I, I'm, I'm happy for this. I tell you what, it's like because they did this with Need for Speed, didn't they? They had like the real world actors in some of the later ones um, when they tried to make every game look like a, a spin off of Fast and the Furious. They had like the real world actors sort of injected into those sort of CG worlds. It's a fun little trick, to be fair, because I've I've been been very wary of the strategy of EA recently. So the biggest problem with EA mm. is that they do annualized releases. We all know this, yeah. FIFA, Madden, and what have you. Ever since, say, I think it's about three or four years ago, they started to add the story mode. And the reason for this is because they understood that once a game like FIFA or Madden or anything like that becomes mm. out of date, um, it gets gets traded in and it gets sold secondhand, and therefore it just squat. It just goes into into the, the obscurity, or it becomes bargain bin stuff. I mean. If anyone's watched Dan's stream recently, he's pro they've probably seen the stack of FIFA games <laughs> that sits next to him. Um, that's basically what every game or GameStop looks like right now. Um, it's just a stack of like unwanted old sports titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they've done is that they've injected story modes into them each year. And it's a very smart strategy because now people are buying older copies of fifa so that they can experience the previous year's story so in fifa you followed a, a character who like goes into professional football starting out from like playing at local schools and things like that and as he's grown he becomes a professional player and then they carry that story on each year it's a very smart strategy and i can see that's where they're going with this just add a bit of a story mode in there and then people will feel like they're invested and want to buy the next one or people who buy the second one go, I want to see know more about this guy and go back. Very smart. The best FIFA apparently is FIFA 98, according to Verkeko. I have absolutely no opinion on that, but I'm going to definitely take your word for it. Definitely. Uh, FIFA 2000 for me because it has real big fish in the soundtrack. Does it? It's very obvious time. <laughs> yeah. won. Sorry, Verkeko. <laughs> this man's won. <laughs> <laughs> take on me. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I I've sold out, you could say. Right. Grid. It was sell out. Was it, was it yeah. sell out? Of course it was. Um, Grid Legends. Yeah. I I like I say, I'm for it. I'm for it. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to when it gets seven out of 10, because I reckon this will, this will probably get seven out of 10. If it gets any more than that, fair play to, to Codemasters and EA. But um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Moving on, it is a very interesting one, which definitely caught my attention somehow i missed it oh let's turn down the volume a little bit um definitely caught my attention uh and somehow i missed this because this sort of thing's right on my radar the, these sort of games imagine little nightmares uh the little nightmare games um you know very tim burton 3d-esque you know you've got those alice 3d versions of those types of games and this kind of looks like one of those um I'm not 100% feeling the fighting mechanic that you see in this. It's done with you buying cards and then using those cards kind of like an action RPG style. Um, but it still does look like it gives you plenty of options and, and, and how to, to fight typical action styly. I'm genuinely very excited for this. Um, I don't know if I did a very good job explaining what it is. But um, yeah, 3D uh, action platformer. Uh, puzzle game, very Tim Burton-esque. You got some creepy-looking 
die that chases you and dies in a singular dice um uh, that follows you around and one of the the, the single dot is its eyes one of its eye it, it, yeah it's really creepy really weird very coralline um and uh, i like games like this so i'm well excited that ea's should i say going back to their roots and being a bit experimental like with something like this i, I think this yeah this is quite exciting um this kind of feels like a, another game in the similar vein to unravel if people yes. remember that one where they just Fantastic try something game. a little bit different yeah um yeah the combat looks the the combat looks super weird i mean it's it's all based on random random dice throws and what have you but you select dice based on and get there's little cards uh with numbers in the top left hand corner i'm guessing you get to pick one of the attacks based on whatever number the dice lands on and therefore you get the that hint of random but also kind of like third person action combat it looks a bit weird and i don't think it's explained itself all too well no i think i think if this is a teaser, it's done a good tease, um, uh, and it's shown off a lot more than what a AAA teaser would do. Um, I'm definitely interested to see what else comes out about this. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I, my my most excited games list is so different than the, the majority of other people. This is now entered the list along with games like Fist for the PlayStation 4 or 5. <laughs> These are the games that I really, really crave, and... Um, Fair play to EA for doing this. This is called Lost in Random, because I realise I don't think I've actually said the name of the game at all up until this point. Um, and uh, pre-order now? I think I will. I think I will. EA, you, you've, you've grabbed my attention. What, what's, what's the, what's the uh, Tarantino thing? You, you, have my, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. <laughs> That's it, yes, yeah. There you go. Um, it, it really does strike me as weird because like every year EA seems to have one of these games, the one of these games that isn't like a franchise title mm -hmm. where they're just trying something else. I mean, last year you had It Takes Two being announced and then the year before that you had A Way Out, Unravel. This is just like the the wild card selection, I think. And oh, then, yeah, yes, I remember just... It Takes Two. That was on the top of my uh, got to play that one day list and it's been forgotten about. I need to play that one day. Yeah. Yeah. Got um, all right reviews from what I remember. Um, yeah. I, 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 I've always said like with people like Ubisoft and EA and stuff, if they need to make annually released crap like Just Dance, um, do it. If it means yeah, that that's the, what the brings money, in yeah. the money, because I want to see them play around outside of the, 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 the standard obvious original, you know, box of, yet another fifa yet another assassin's creed and stuff like that i want them to you know continue making those games but also throw for a couple of curveballs like this in there um and uh uh this is a curveball i i, I very much i'm going to be keeping a close eye on that's a cool one cool one lost in random yeah definitely worth checking out uh in my opinion next up um you had <laughs> knockout uh, knockout city season two um wait wait it's out <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, who are we? Who are we to say this is crap? Because it's not. It's not for us. Definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. Has anyone ever heard of a game? And I'm, I'm forgetting the game, hence why I'm stalling. Fortnite. You ever heard of that? And ever heard of about seventeen thousand other games that have tried to, to to jump on that same bandwagon of that type of game? um uh, this is that type of game but you play dodgeball 
instead of shoot guns. Yeah. Season two's coming out now of that. Yeah, I I honestly I genuinely didn't realise that this was out because I've been seeing it on like Nintendo Direct, all of the E three like platform showcases. Yeah. And I I just thought it was due to come out and it's just gonna be one of those things that I ignored when it did. I am I am exactly the same. I do remember when they talked about this. Blue Lou in the chat is saying that I've seen streamers play this and they seem to enjoy it. And exactly fair play to those sort of people. Uh, this is free for free for EA so far in this showcase because there are people out there that enjoy this and it's fair play to them to continue on with it. But I am exactly the same as you. I didn't know that this came out. When this was like, hang on, season two? Are they already announcing the sequel before the original? Oh, no, that means the original is out. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, genuinely didn't know. It's. I guess. I guess that just proves how old and out of touch we are now, Dan. I, I think that's what it is. There's nothing against the game. It is because we are old and out of touch to games like this. I went over to my little nephew's house the other day, and he had an Among Us T-shirt on. Hey, I'm cool enough to know what an Among Us T-shirt looks like. But he had it as um, it had imposters written across it, and the little dots to make it look like friends. The friends logo. You know, all right, and I was like, "Oh, look, it looks like the Friends logo." He looked quite confused, and I was like, "Okay, you don't realize what you're, what you're wearing." And I was like, "So you're a big fan of Among Us, are you?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, Among Us is like one of the best games ever, like all like this." And <laughs> do you ever play it? I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm a bit more of an old retro gamer, and I have never seen the look of disgust on a kid's face more <laughs> than I told him I don't play Among Us; I play old retro games." <laughs> Different generation, different generation. But uh, yeah, That's free for free, free A, because like I say, it's not for us, but this is worthwhile to those streamers, as Blue Lou puts it, that do enjoy this. So, you know, um, you, you, uh, as a big AAA company, you've got you to have, got have a Fortnite competitor. And hey, if this is doing well, streamers are liking it, then fair play to them. Fair play to them. Uh, fair play to those people out there that like, say, Apex Legends as well. Apex Legends Emergence Launch Trailer. Um, this is yeah. This is it. Um, this is this is a, a an apex legend, you could say. Yeah, it, it's 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 a trailer to that. Thing. Now I've actually played this game. It's just I don't know. Everybody seems to have their like brand of like battle royale mm -hmm. game, and people either prefer this or they swear by Fortnite or they swear by PUBG. All in all, they all play more or less the yeah. same, as in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure if we went nitty gritty with them, we would, we would see the similarities. And I'm sure somewhere out there right now, there's a podcast going, "Oh look, another Mario game. Aren't all Mario, Sonic, Rayman, and all these games? They're all just exactly the yeah. same. You just yeah. know there's someone out there saying all that, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, we're saying it about these." Uh, Keep making them. People are buying them. People are enjoying them. Um, you know, you, you, you've pleased me with that Lost Shadows, whatever it was called, game. Uh, this one's not for me. Um, next up, another game that isn't for me, but I've got a lot of respect for. Um, let's turn down the volume on this one as well. Battlefield 2042, which is essentially Battlefield Let's Go Effing Crazy. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, I, I do enjoy watching like the little highlights uh, every every now and then. You always see them in the little clippets on uh, the YouTube's version of TikTok, the little stories and all that sort of stuff, where you see these absurd tricks pulled off by the by the multiplayer people that play Battlefield, taking all seriousness out of those incredible settings and, and worlds that the Battlefield uh, 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 development team make, 
uh, with people shooting bazookas out of the top of airplanes and landing back in there and everything else. This this is essentially catering to those people where they throw assets from all of their or, 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 or gameplay styles and characteristics from all of their classic games into one so you can be like uh, world war uh one or two characters mixed with futuristic laser people <laughs> it's just all mixed together and it, it's stupid it's stupid uh but it looks great fun and um yeah i'm all for it i'm all for it I, I, I will definitely be getting this, to be yeah. fair. I yeah. don't really like military shooters as a rule, mm-hmm. um, but I do like the Battlefield series simply because um, it feels just more fun to play. It's a great squad-based game, mm-hmm. um, and I love what they're doing by mixing the, the eras together, like from World War II up to like futuristic era. I don't quite know how that's going to work for balancing. No, but, I know. Yeah. Um, I've I've always kind of liked Battlefield. Uh, I love what they do do with the the destructible environments. I love just in general the game feel. The only problem I have with battle, the Battlefield series, and this has been a constant problem over the past past few releases, is that it never really works uh, after up until like three months in. Oh, really? <laughs> There's always some sort of issue in terms of how that game is those games are launched, whether that be choppy um choppy servers or just in general, just poorly uh poorly managed things. Um but it, it usually ends up really, really well. I didn't realise the full title was Battlefield twenty forty two Battlefield Portal. Well, that's this is a mode uh, that they're showing off. Oh, here. Okay, so Battlefield okay. 2042 is is the game, but Portal oh, is the sorry. one where you get the different eras. Again, I'm showing so my old got... age, but yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. silly and it's fun. And I, I, again, I'm completely all for it. Um, I'm sure people out there that are Battlefield fans, some of them being in our uh, uh, chat, very much uh, fans of this. So yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, and one that I have never played, one game series I've never played, and I've always wanted to. And when I talk about the like, my, I need to play this pile. One that I always uh, forget about, and uh, but I, I always remember, like, I need to get to that game. I need to get to that game. Is the Dead Space series? I need yes. to do, need to play the Dead Space series. Now, people in the uh, uh, chat, I can even set up a poll. Um, do I? go back and play the original Dead Space series, which started his life on 360. It didn't go further back than that, did it? No, it's 360 onwards, so you're, right. you're dead on there. So two generations old, which I think is a minimum for when they do a remake. Dead Space, um, this is essentially Dead Space remake, and I think it's got much more of a funkier title than that. But yeah, they're remaking Dead Space, guys. Um, there is nothing more than the teaseriest of teaser trailers. Um, uh, but yeah, Dead Space fans, of which there are many, should be very excited. What do you guys reckon I should do? Should I go back and play the original Dead Space or should I hold it out for a little bit? Because I'm not going to be getting there anytime soon and play the remake. Well, I, I reckon you should because this is actually uh, a remake. It's not a remaster. It's not like a HD re-release. This is a ground-up remake. As you know, might have noticed at the bottom of the trailer, it doesn't mention Xbox One or PlayStation 4. This is being made for the next generation. Um, that's going to include stuff like ray tracing, what have you. Now, this sounds all very very far gone for a, a retro gaming podcast. But to me, um, one, Dead Space was a great title. Great little IP that they kind of ran into the ground when it got to the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is a damn shame because Dead Space, uh, if I remember rightly, EA put a lot of uh, put put a lot of bets on Dead Space Two uh, to perform. They really unrealistic expectations, and that is the unfortunate side of business when it came to EA at the time. They had stuff like the online pass, and then they tried to um, they they tried to sell Dead Space as if it was going to be like their next big like thing, like Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. But the tr- the truth is, um, truth is, it didn't perform nearly as well as they thought. It performed well for the type of game it was, but not nearly as well as that they had hoped. And um, I was really like, I was kind of upset about it because it, you know, it, they did have a good thing going. It wasn't franchise material by any stretch, but I did like the atmosphere. I did like the gameplay. I thought it was very smart. Visceral Games did a fantastic job on it, and now we finally get to see it come back. It's nice to see that EA have seen the error of their ways and uh, have uh, decided to give it another another college try. And if any type of game is going to show off things like ray tracing, which is the realistic lighting effects, yeah, it's going to be a game like this. I know exactly what Dead Space looks like. I've tried to keep away from any kind of storyline elements. And I know, I mean, I get the general gist, uh, or at least I think I do. Um, uh, I don't think I'm too far wrong to, when I say this isn't far removed from like an Aliens game. What we want from an Aliens game, at least. It's just, it's probably closer to Aliens than Aliens Colonial Marines. <laughs> right. Uh, just like Sonic 2, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, no. But um, uh, yeah, I'm excited for what new, two generations into the future uh, systems can do to this series. Um, uh, from what I have seen, I, I'm, I'm very excited. And uh, I know we are still very far away from um, probably seeing anything from this. I'm, I'm a little scared it's going to take a long, long time before we see anything of this. Um, it's it's good to see them focusing on games like story-based narrative, mm-hmm. single-player games. Well, you know, let's not forget that EA was the company that turned around and said that people do not want single-player single player based horror narrative experiences anymore and here they are showing off a remake for dead space it is is this the second thing they showed off from frostbite you had this and obviously the battlefield thing was there anything else nothing else yeah uh frostbite's the engine so yeah oh of course yeah uh yeah. keeping busy keeping busy uh so yeah mm. i'm I, i'm all for it um i've put up a little poll there and letting people decide whether i should go uh uh, uh old school go for the originals I might do. I might do. Uh, especially when I get my, my Steam Deck. Oh, that'd be a nice series to play on that. Um, but I might also hold out for this because that, that would put off my time waiting to be able to play this. But I, I don't know. I, I, I'm feeling horror games a little bit. after. I'm, I'm still getting over the awesomeness was, that was the last Resident Evil Village game. I really enjoyed that. Um, uh, and I, I do want to go back and finally get into the Dead Space series. And, and fully as well. I want to I try the... the the anus version of the series, which is <laughs> Michael Towns put it, Dead Space Three was anus. He put, which I thought was a brilliant comment. Um, uh, but I also want to check out like the, there was like an uh, an anime as well, I believe, uh, or an animated movie, one of the two. Uh, like I said, I've tried to keep far away enough yeah, to understand was, yeah. what else there is. Um, yeah, there's a lot to this series, and um, is it good that they're remaking it? Would you say as someone that's played the games, or would you rather them continue the story? I think if anything, it needs the it needed the reboot, you know, just to get that t- the taste of Dead Space three out of people's mouths. Personally, 
So where do they go? Um, do they do redo one, two, and what do they do? Do they redo three or? Um, maybe they could take it in a different direction. Uh, free was the biggest problem with free was the microtransactions. Oh, really? It was around that time when those became a thing. Well, maybe they could. I, I haven't played it, so I don't know how ingrained into the story it was. But would they ever be able to make a Dead Space free without microtransactions and still make it good? Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah. There, it, there was no need for those things. There we go. There you go. Well, there we go. I'm looking at the chat. Everyone woke up when Dead Space was, um, we started talking about Dead Space. So I, I think there's a lot of lovers out there for, for the Dead Space games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm excited to check this out. Uh, finally, finally. And uh, yeah, it's cool, cool, cool. Now, let's move on to secret topic. Not yet. Okay. We have one more. You have to eat your peas before you get your dessert, young man. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, uh, do, do they have in other parts of the world restaurants that are just like fully dessert restaurants? Because they've become a bit of a thing here in the. Of course, they do. You have the Cheesecake Factory in America. But um, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I went to a, a Creams the other day and my God, did I feel crap afterwards. But that was really nice. MEK is raiding. How you doing, MEK? Thank you so much. And I'm so glad hey. that um, I checked, hey, uh, check out your stream as well. Go, go and support Emmy. She, she's a very excitable uh, and, and worthwhile. Uh, streamer let's move on to the real next topic let's not uh, um, <laughs> stop talking about dessert restaurants let's talk about pico interactive um, and i'm over on fun stocks website i'm not sponsored by this or anything like that i'm just i know that these guys are doing it here pico interactive are releasing lost old games as they always do but um yeah they're doing it on systems that you wouldn't normally expect there's some really yeah. cool ones on here Talk Love these it, guys. Mate. Talk us through it. So uh, Pico Interactive, uh, mm -hmm. for people who uh, aren't aware, these guys essentially go around looking for old, unreleased material, mm -hmm. or in some cases, mostly complete games that were just, you know, cancelled at the last moment. So yeah. best example is a game called 40 Winks, which came out on the original PlayStation 1. Um and then towards the end of the N64 life cycle, it was supposed to be ported over to the N64. Um, but the game was almost finished. But just at the last moment, due to cash flow issues, GT Interactive, the original publisher, were unable to release the title, probably because Nintendo 64 cartridges were so damn expensive. And if you didn't have a hit, then you could wind up losing money and they just lost faith. Mm -hmm. But Pico Interactive has gone back about... 10 15 years later and then they've essentially bought the license and then they've gone ahead and they've made the cartridge so that people can play 40 winks natively on their n64 yeah um just, just before we move on to the rest 40 winks was originally kickstarted by pico interactive i believe this was one of their first retro re-releases or retro yeah it, 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 yeah yeah not far off uh so yeah this this is bit of a milestone it's great to see the physical cartridge of 40 winks being available outside of the crowdfunded set crowdfunded setting and what i will say sorry, what i will say about these is you know like you can get your you know for people out there that want to get their complete sets for the mega drive or whatever system that you collect for you, you can get to that complete set of games that were released back then um but then after that, you know, you can buy all of these the, the, these companies that create games that, you know, come out afterwards, blah, 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 blah. But there's a lot of games out there that got a certain way into development, as, as, as Grizzly was just saying there, and then never got finished or, or did get finished and never released. When Pico released these games, it's almost like that's an official original game, you know, because I would mm. see that my collection isn't complete. 
until I add those particular games in. So if I was an N64 collector, I would definitely be all about picking up um, 40 Winks because you do not come across games like that. That, that, that that's that's I think that that's quite mind-blowing. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to knock down any of the indie development, but if you look especially at the Dreamcast um, uh, scene, you know, I, I, th- th- there's so many games that still get released for the Dreamcast, but honestly, on the mo- I mean, when you actually look at them, they're, they're, they're very, very simple puzzle or uh, shmup or Light shooters, yeah, 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 2D platformer games. But these were proper games that were made for the system during its life. They just needed that uh, that final five, ten percent, or in some cases, like you say, completely completed. And I think that's what's really, really exciting um, about them. Um, and I think they actually make make them almost very worthwhile to collect uh, collect for for the system that you go for and and it's not just the n64 i mean i've actually gone over to their, their website now and as you can see want to get yourself some new jaguar games <laughs> mental absolutely mental yes i know i think i know one person who would be buying these um, yeah, yeah i think i might do as well yeah hello <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> right anyway uh, <laughs> um but yeah it's 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 really really cool i mean like i don't really know what the end game is here for pico interactive because you have very niche games being released on a very niche console that very few people have access to so you know head over heels legendary title for the jaguar not exactly a legendary console Mm -hmm. um i don't i don't know how they're gonna make money on these i'll be honest yeah, yeah. Um, they, they they just need enough of that niche crowd to jump on this, and I think that's that's all it is really. Um, I I, I know yeah. the guy behind it. We don't chat all that often, but um, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. What 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 he has, what he's managed to get hold of the licenses to. He, he has a license. He has the the rights to have so many obscure games under his belt. It's it's really really cool. It's really really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I do find it a bit odd though because these are mostly being made available through fun stock and that's the the power region of that the uh the cartridges and i don't know if it's like confirmed or not i mean it looks like they do european power or ntsc actually mm-hmm. so i don't know if the cartridge changes based on your region but yeah i I'd imagine you know what i think that's probably the case they probably have done like a specific cartridge i just think yeah, this this whole idea is neat. I love seeing like games what could have been being released for the first time. I mean, who knows? Maybe someday we will see Earthbound sixty four in a similar guise if it gets like if if enough playable code is found. And you know what? They they they've missed a trick. Uh, both Pico and Funstock have missed the trick because if I'm not mistaken, uh, I can't zoom in. The artwork on one of their Genesis uh re-releases releases i suppose is probably the better word um that is done by larry bundy jr just so you know guys that is larry bundy jr's artwork on that um i know he's done artwork for them and that i i know by looking at his artwork he did that um and yeah yeah that's definitely that's that's larry all over that is Larry's it? artwork and he, i think he's on a couple of them um i'll have to have a look what else there is but uh yeah the mr trick there silly fun stock silly silly fun stock and silly silly pico but yeah it's um Exciting stuff. Um, they, they they own the Wisdom Tree games as well, I believe, or some of the Wisdom Tree games. Uh, they, they, what an insane company! An insane yeah. company that I love. Like, 
so yeah i mean they we talk a lot about game preservation history and and what have you on this on um, definitely dan does on this channel i mean <laughs> what what are you guys here for if if not for the history but um these guys are truly living it i mean warts and all um yeah, because, not, not all these games are good <laughs> there's, there's no yeah, beat around the bush but they are definitely curios and you know a great way to pad out a collection or just to add to it or to complement a collection if you are a collector mm -hmm. of old school video games so i'm well well and truly in support of this yeah and, and, and what i will say is i know we, we we badger on about the evercade probably a little bit too much potentially oh, and look, it's right here right next to me there it is um if you do want to experience some of these games um on the cheap, but still officially, um, just so happened to have them right here. This wasn't planned. You can play 33 of them for 30 quid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the Evercade, because they've done a couple of Pico collections, um, which is cool, which is cool. Um, uh, I mean, I'm just looking on their Switchblade. That is one of the games that's coming out. Uh, oh, my God. I think like almost all of these are on the Pico collection. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that game, Iron Commando, Tin Head. Um, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> the Pico Collections um, and Switchblade. Yeah, there's a fair few there. You can just get those. My God, there's all of them. So many. Apart from 40 Winks, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, not 40 Winks, of course. But yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like, you know, they, they seem to be catering to both tastes. Like, if you want, uh, if you want the, you know, quick and easy access to all of the the games you've got the Evercade versions yeah if you want like a, an official truly authentic retro experience you can buy the original cartridge and stick it in your nintendo that's it's cool if there was I like one it. that you, that's worth getting it's definitely that one the original uh pico collection one um which is like one of their earlier ones number nine there is like 20 games on here and looking down the list that i'm showing on the screen um the majority of the ones that you see are on that collection <laughs> so yeah if you want the uh the, the 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 cheaper way of getting these games there it is there it is and um, yeah nothing but a good thing yeah good thing. you know what dan mm. no it's the end of the podcast I've... end of the podcast we're done oh right yeah 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 okay yeah, i've got to cut this short hang on wasn't there a secret topic i think there was i think there is there is there is Let's chat about Nintendo again, but let's also chat about Sega. Um, we only found this footage minutes before we went live. But hey, here it is. And uh, well, maybe you know more about it, but uh, in a nutshell, Sonic the Hedgehog in Super Mario 64. And it isn't just a, sw a sprite swap. They've really gone to town <laughs> with this. Yeah, this is mad. So we've seen lots of uh, Sonic mods in Mario 64, but I don't know what it was. When we saw this one, it kind of stuck out to us as just being that little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like um, a poly a poly swap of Mario into Sonic. Yeah, They've yeah. actually done the physics of Sonic the Hedgehog itself, um, as opposed to, you know, just slapping a skin on the body i wonder if you can actually complete the games i'm sure there's probably parts of mario 64 that i can't think of at the top of my head but you need his special abilities to be able to get to them oh he's coming out of the ring it's so <laughs> good know, that takes effort yeah it's so good uh, uh, people i forget people that are listening sonic starts mario 64 instead of coming out of the pipe like mario does he comes out of a sonic ring it's just cool it's really cool it's 
they've even changed the text um like the the character models for peach is now eggman and what have you so he runs a bit faster by the looks of it as well yeah he can roll up into a ball and acts like a marble yeah uh at the beginning of the game instead of peach like inviting you to the castle there's dr eggman doing essentially the same thing he does the um the, the bounce um the homing bounce that he does in uh adventure um the adventure series and onwards yeah you got the homing attack as well um seen it on other videos yeah so essentially just to to summarize all of this they've essentially taken mario 64 and made it better in my opinion because <laughs> <laughs> it looks really that? good heck we, we, we wound up the zelda ocarina of time community earlier on um yeah, uh, well, you did specifically. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wind up the Mario sixty four community too. What should, what should we go for next? Final Fantasy seven. That's a crap game, isn't it? Um, Bubsy, Bubsy three D. That is like the greatest game ever made. I heard. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't know. you know the Uncharted guys worked on that one? <laughs> that's actually true, by the way. What else can we? What else? Who else can we? I don't know. What other major loves are there? I don't know. I don't know. Burn Mother Free. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, there's a Sonic mod for Mario 64, and it looks freaking awesome. Go yeah, they've done a brilliant job of this one. It's even wisps instead of toads. Very nice, very nice. Um, I think we've reached the end of the podcast, guys. Yeah. We've got to give this one a go at some point. Absolutely. I think we should. Yeah. I think we should. Uh, if I had prepped a little bit harder, I would have actually got it ready. But instead, I'm sorry, I've been working on three new kick scammer episodes. Three? Three new kick scammer episodes, yeah. So that's what you got to look forward to instead. It's Knuckles! Knuckles is in it! Yes, he don't chuckle. Come on. <laughs> I want to see what the actual levels are like. Anyway, let's say goodbye to Craig and goodbye to everyone listening on podcast platforms. Thanks for joining us. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show with myself, DJ Slope, and my co-host, Grizzly Cryden, recorded live on Twitch every single Tuesday night. If you want to listen in live, then make your way over to twitch.tv forward slash Slope's Game Room at 9pm UK time, 1pm Pacific Standard Time, and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. And as stated, if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member. And finally, if you do have any news stories for us then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on discord at discord.gg forward slash slopes game room and until next time guys this is dj slope signing out and hopefully i'll see you all next time